0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie self-improvement addicts and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at just plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at no filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope right now you are sipping on some fizzy housewives inspired rose for yourself. Packing a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my housewives watching wine. I crafted it perfectly with my pals at eLix. It is delicious. It is lightly fizzy, dry, and so, so yummy. So if you want to stock up, head over to no We have four fun designs inspired by some of the most iconic housewives moments in Bravo history. So go to NoFilterWine.com. That's NoFilterWine.com. Just a reminder. There is no new book. There's no book club this week. We are skipping the Tuesday night book club this week. It'll be back next week, possibly at a different time. Um, I will keep you posted, but as you know, I am making my big announcement this Tuesday. I have a very special announcement, and I cannot wait because I am so bad at keeping secrets, and I'm so bad at keeping my lips zipped, but I've had to, and now I finally get to let the cat out of the bag, and I cannot wait to reveal it, so make sure you are following on Instagram so that you are updated first. Right, we have so much to break down. There is so much Beverly Hills tea. There is a lot going on with Erica Jane, and I she might be giving one or two fucks, but I mean, her attitude on social media sounds like it's still zero. Here to help me break it all down is one of my good pals. She's the host of Hot Takes and Deep Dives, and we are going to dive deep into Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules, and some Bravo books dropping this spring. Please welcome Jess Rothschild.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good. How you doing, love?
1: I am good. I'm, I'm actually currently in New Orleans um, for a month or two escaping the New York cold, so I have had quite a few adventures as of
0: late. I love that vibe for you. It's freezing <laughs> in New York. I bet it is. What's the weather like in, in New Orleans?
1: Well, t- okay, so today it is going to be like 65, 70, but it, it really fluctuates. It's, I kind of feel like it's L.A. weather because it can get really cold at night. It can be like in the 40s at night. But then during the day, if it's sunny, it can be up to like 65. So like L.A., you kind of have to have all seasons packed for the day.
0: I love that. No, I literally... So I spent the night at a boy's house last night. Um, all a,
1: girl, a girl spent the night at my house. I
0: love it. <laughs> Look at doing the pot. No, te- guys, is- I
1: texted Zach this morning. A girl just left my Airbnb and I'm in love.
0: <laughs> I love, this is like the pod of shame. Not the walk of shame, but the pot of shame, because we just finished. It's the pot of shame. We just, well, actually, I did not have sex last night. Like, not even, like, I mean, we made out, and we were naked, and we cuddled all night. And then I had to leave, because we had to tape this this morning. Um, and so we were up at, like, 5.45, which I don't mind. I'm, like, an early bird anyway. Um, yeah. So, like, we got a coffee, and then I had to Uber my ass out of there. But the reason I bring it up is because it was 38 fucking degrees there this morning, He's like way out in like the boonies boonies um like and- where
1: it's snowing in Pasadena <laughs>
0: um <laughs> I mean I, I don't I'm pretty sure it snows out there my, my Uber driver asked me he's like does it snow out here and I was like I don't fucking know I don't live here Wait so
1: where where was this guy fucking Big Bear
0: No uh, Chino Chino Hills so oh, like okay. far like uh, I mean I don't know that's is that San Bernardino County I don't But know.
1: how did you met ma- how did you did you meet th- the guy on like an app like how yes. do you match with yes, somebody yes, yes, so yes.
0: far away? He did, well he lives out there but he I can't tell you what he does cuz he's super private but he um comes into downtown a lot. So his commute, he's out in downtown okay. like almost every day. Uh I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's always in downtown. So we matched when he was in downtown um and yeah, so the first two times we hung out he came to downtown. because he's so used to being out here and then he's like you never come to me and so i was like fuck it okay fine i'll go to you and so i went all the way i ubered my ass all the way out there which cuddle like why
1: didn't you why did it stop at just like cuddling (laughs) and light light banter and cuddling
0: um we were both a little litty city and we just you know the vibe didn't take it there we, and I was kind of fine with that. Like, we agreed, like, no penetration was going to happen. Um, <laughs> like, we both went into it knowing that. And that my intention was, though, to stay over and kind of just, like, stay there longer. And I completely forgot that I had to tape this morning. So I kind of had to scurry on out early. But, um, no, it was fu- I enjoyed it. I thoroughly had a great no, time.
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'm into this.
0: It is interesting, though, to see because he's such like a child. Um, like, how old is he? He's old, uh, he's older than me. But like, it's so interesting to like date, like the guys that I date, like so many grown men are just like, you know, they're like kids. They, you know, build Lego and play video games. And like, you know, it's just so interesting to see grown men like that. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Uh, but I imagine that your date last night was just as yummy. I could, I could do this
1: whole episode about my date.
0: Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, we need to, <laughs> we need to do like a bonus episode where we just divulge into all of our personal lives. Oh my God. That'd be, yeah, a, that would be, that a would Patreon be, that would be exclusive. No, I don't have Patreon. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, shall we dive into the tea? Because I'm pretty sure they're ripping us apart in the comments for not talking about Erica Jane. <laughs> yes, let's do it. They're like enough about your sex life. Um, so first off, Erica Jane was has been dismissed from the Lion Air lawsuit, which were the orphans and widows. Um, Jay Edelson was representing them for the two million dollars that allegedly went to or not allegedly, but Tom didn't pay two million of their settlement <clears throat> to the Lion Air victims. Jay Edelson is going after Erica Jane as one of the debtors that he's trying to collect from. The lawsuit was happening in Illinois and yesterday it was may or over the weekend it was big news that the lawsuit has been or that Erica has been dismissed from the Illinois lawsuit. And everyone's like, yay, Erica Yeah, except
1: that's not really the case. They just moved the case to California from Illinois, correct?
0: Exactly. So he is saying that he basically agreed to withdraw uh, or to allow Erica to be dismissed from the lawsuit because he's now, there were issues with jurisdiction um, arguments and whether or not he was even able to sue her out in Illinois. So anyway, he's moving the lawsuit or plans to move the lawsuit. I don't believe it's been filed yet, but he plans to move the lawsuit over to California. So a lot of people, and even Erica herself was like posting on her Instagram story, like I've been dismissed from the case, but I'm also kind of like, but this isn't really good news. Like it, It's good news in the sense that, like, it's going to be a lot cheaper for her um, because it's a lot more. It would be a lot more expensive to try and and make this happen out in Illinois for Jay and for Erica. Um, So it's cheaper. It'll probably move through a lot quicker now that it's in California. But the lawsuit is still on. Like, it's still an ongoing situation and it's not going to be over anytime soon.
1: What is Emily baker say about i mean i don't listen i'm like you i'm one of the people who think that erica i I think she really didn't know a lot it is i I don't think she
0: knew much i don't yeah i really don't think she knew much at all
1: i don't think she knew much at all other than
0: her husband was probably a little shady and powerful
1: yes because those rumors had been around i mean if bethany frankel knows then erica Jane knows yeah but i don't think she had anything legitimate to do with i mean i guess it is so basically the issue is if the funds were going were benefiting her company like is that the crux of the case well
0: so yes and no so basically um on their books, Tom was writing off, he was paying for all of her personal expenses, and she would basically go get Glam, send him the invoice and he would pay for it, essentially. Um, and so what he was doing is, on the books he was writing them off as loans to her company, EJ Global. So if let's say he, he spent $100 on a pair of shoes for, obviously her shoes are a lot more than 100 but uh, let's, for example, he bought her a, a pair of shoes for $100, then on the books, instead of being a personal gift or whatever, he Said I wrote. Uh, Girardi keys wrote a loan to EJ Global for hundred dollars, and Got not it. showing that it was a purchase of shoes. So the argument that Edelson is trying to make now, as well, the, or that the trustee is trying to make, essentially, is that well, those are loans. So now we have to collect on those loans because we're trying to clear out the Girardi keys debts. And so Edelson is saying Erica benefited and received a lot of this money because she, you know. Was benefiting from the things that Tom was paying for. Her legal team is like, well. Yes, she technically benefited from that, but she had no idea where the funds were coming from. When she was sending her invoice to her husband's office, she just thought her husband was paying the invoice. She didn't know that he was using money from a trust account that belongs to somebody else. She had no idea that he was doing that, and so she shouldn't be responsible for paying that back. The other argument is that, well, they're married, so you know, just like in California where there's community property, there's also community debt, and so if that's what he owes, then she should owe that as well. But then it comes into question, well, it was a debt of his law firm, not a debt of his personally necessarily. But then his law firm wasn't an actual law firm. It was more of a sole proprietorship. It was very, very strange the way he had the whole system set up. Yeah. But anyway, so the lawsuit's ongoing. So, yes, she's been dismissed from Illinois. But the lawsuit is really just moving from one state to the next state. And it'll be ongoing. So it's really not that big of news So
1: why is she posting on her Instagram, like,
0: celebrate? I think think it's more of the perception. I think it's the perception, because a lot of people, a lot of Erica Jane fans were rejoicing. They're like, yes, Queen, you've been dismissed from the lawsuit because we knew you were innocent. So I think for her, it's more of public perception seeing that she's been dismissed. And so what it'll essentially look like for people that aren't digging into it is, oh, she's been dismissed. And then there just happens to be another non-related lawsuit that's coming up, like the wave of them that have been coming. And so it kind of will get lost in the mix in the shuffle or maybe she doesn't fully I think she yeah. understands the situation though
1: question for you yeah how like do we I know that you have like sources at Beverly Hills and we haven't I haven't asked you this uh privately I want to know what is the tea on this season like is this going is this going to be a good season like what are we setting up for
0: it's going to be a really juicy season well the issue is from what i've heard production's gotten shut down a couple of times um because of covid yes we don't like to say that word on the youtube though because then the youtube likes to block us oh (laughs) Um, sorry but we the thing keeps shutting the people the production down because i guess people keep testing positive um not just on the cast, but I guess some of the crew members and, and and production people have as well. So there have been a couple of delays. That's why filming is still ongoing because filming's been going on for like a couple of months now that I was surprised that it's been since Halloween at least. So, oh, well, three months, three going on four months. Um, but the drama, I mean, Erica is, from what I hear, bringing it again this season. Sutton is continuing to kind of throw down, you know, the law in her throw down the book with, you know, the way she's trying to come at at Erica with everything related to the Girardi Keyes lawsuits and the whole Tom Girardi embezzlement scandal. Um, little tiffs here or there. We have the new girl, Diana, who has gotten really close to Erica. Um, she seems to be a firecracker herself. But so the biggest thing is there's apparently this ongoing, um, beef between Sutton and Erica. And so there was apparently friction going into their cast trip to Aspen. I believe this is their last trip before they film the finale. So there was beef between them and there was a blow up amongst the women going into the cast trip. So Obviously people were a little on edge. And so over the weekend, there was another big blow up because now that the headlines have been, sur- uh, have been coming out around Erica and her $750,000 earrings. Did you hear about that? Yes. Where she... <laughs> Ronald Richards was like, oh, Erica's been caught red-handed. Now we know that the funds directly went to benefit her. It was like, no fucking shit. He bought her a pair of earrings. And if anything, this is a good thing because it shows that they're actually going through all the books. And now they're able to trace money from purchases Tom made to accounts that belong to clients. But so... Real quickly for anybody that's that's not familiar with it, there's a pair of earrings that cost seven hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. It was a replacement pair of earrings Tom bought for Erica, and it's directly linked to a uh, trust account that belonged to one of his clients. Great for the case against Tom Girardi, um, but so Erica has voluntarily uh, forfeited those earrings. They're now in third part in a third party escrow. Uh, until they can decide whether or not those earrings are possessions of Girardi Keese or whatever happens but so since that broke that came up while they were in Aspen along with all of the other you know allegations against Erica and her behavior and why she's not you know showing more remorse for the victims and the fact that she should just give up the earrings obviously she can't just be like here are the earrings like it has to go through the formalities of the legal process she can't just be like here trustee here's my earrings like they have to put it in a third party escrow and for things to you know they're still the investigation is still ongoing it's not as easy as people would like to believe that it would be like everyone's like why doesn't she just do a concert to benefit the victims like there are legal like ramifications wait and- can i just
1: say something about that yeah you're giving a concert so i was you know in preparing this i was reading one of the the articles about like embezzlement suit dropped whatever the hell it was yeah and the article i think it was from us weekly the sentence was the roller coaster singer
0: yeah quote
1: did you see that, that i did. cracked me up like i don't know why probably only you and i will like think that's funny but it's just like that's But's not the, even like her biggest song. right
0: <laughs> but not only that could you imagine if she did a benefit concert and was on stage and she's like it's expensive to be me while she's raising money for the victim how like, many
1: fucks do i give
0: yeah could you Im- imagine how well that would go over
1: the roller coaster singer. Roller at least coaster. they like the painkiller, and pain then at least people can Google the video.
0: Yeah, I don't right? think I've ever seen the roller coaster video. Is there one? I don't know. There's a lot of them on her YouTube channel. Mm. But anyway, so Erica apparently feels ambushed by this conversation that came up. It was a big blowout. Dorit jumped into the mix, and apparently, it was also revealed that there's been talk of Dorit allegedly faking her robbery. That's um, not true. I would assume cuz I there are fan uh, rumbling saying that it was likely insurance fraud. Um but Teddy Mellencamp on her podcast with Tamara Judge, uh Two Teas in a Pod, she said that there is someone in the group that hasn't been very supportive of Deree. It makes me think that Sutton is possibly the one that was questioning Deree's robbery. I don't know if it's Sutton, but apparently questions have been raised about the robbery. Um all arrows kind of hint and point that it was Sutton that's kind of stirring this up.
1: That that I totally believe that it was Sutton because she's she's just looking for airtime. She's looking to like keep, keep and, on the show. But like that is ridiculous to yeah. think that Dorit faked the robbery. That's like a sick thought. Like her kids were involved. Her kids
0: were involved. Like if they, like, Here's the thing. If, the, if they were going to stage a robbery, why do it when she and the kids were home? Like, they could have staged a robbery at any point where somebody could have broken in and stole everything. Like, they didn't right, need to Right,
1: how it. LVP sets all of her restaurants on fire. She doesn't do it <laughs> while she's in the building.
0: To get I mean, burned. They, all, they do conveniently end up on fire pretty often, don't they?
1: I can't wait to talk about Vanderpump Rules.
0: I know, continue. right? Uh, wait,
1: final, wait, my final yeah. question about um, Beverly Hills. Do you know what month, it's premiering.
0: I would imagine June. That late? Well, we're still filming and it's February. Last year, we got the season in May and it fil- and it stopped filming at the start of January. So it's usually a f- okay. four or five month turnaround. I mean, if they were able to bust it out by May, I would be like, yes, you know, bust it's down probably Tatiana, gonna, It's but- probably
1: going to premiere around the time of the New Jersey reunion yeah. airing.
0: Yeah, I would imagine it's going to be Jersey and then Beverly Hills and Atlanta will be coming back. Yeah. So, or or actually maybe, well, it might be because we have Salt Lake City that's going to be ending. So there's no way they'll put it together in like the next like four or five weeks, though. There's still... Filming everything, which is why Bravo needs to like bust these seasons out quicker. But anyway, so that was the big. There was a big explosive fight. Um, Erica, Diana, and Dorit separated from the group. All the other girls ended up going out uh, and having a conversation amongst themselves. Where a fan was in the cafe that they were talking at, and then a fan revealed all these other pieces. I mean, about the fight. Um, apparently, Lisa Renna has brought up concerns about, uh, or I guess concerns have been brought up against Erica taking antidepressants and drinking heavily and saying that that's like affecting her behavior. And apparently Lisa Rinna is very concerned about that. But from what I've heard, Rinna and, and Erica are still like a united front. They're still Thelma and Louise living their best life and there's no friction between them. Um Sutton is definitely not doing herself any favors by coming after all of them though. I think what happened was Sutton last season um Saw that, like, by asking Erica questions, all the fans were like, Yeah, Sutton, take down Erica. And so I think she's playing that role. It always happens. Like, they, they figure out what works for them and then they continue to try and play that role. And it always ends up biting them in the ass. Every, yeah. season, every housewife, every new housewife that tries to come in with that. Um, but what are your thoughts on the drama so far?
1: The Beverly Hills drama?
0: Yeah. Are you looking forward I to mean, the new rea- season? Or are you kind of over it?
1: Um. Well, obviously, I'm not as excited as I was before last season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of going to be a sequel to mm-hmm. the to last seasons, but um, you know, I mean, on, listen, the truth is, I am a little like housewived out. Yeah. Like I'm a little.
0: I, I don't team. know.
1: I I mean, I'm I'm in and out of Salt Lake City. Like, I'm definitely gonna watch the reunion, but like I'm not following that as closely for whatever reason. I just don't care about these people. Yeah. I the heart wants what it wants. And I don't know. I just I'm drawn to the things that I am. Um, that having been said, of course I love Beverly Hills. So, like, yeah, I will that I'll be excited for when it comes back. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited, but it's not gonna be like earth shattering the way last season was
0: yeah so I wonder what people's perception is going to be this season compared to last season because everyone went into it wanting to hate Erica and not really even listening to whatever her side of the story or anything may be but I'm curious to see what people's react like are they still going to go gung-ho claws deep I mean because like here's the thing she's turned over the earrings she's her legal team has continued to cooperate with the trustees investigation we're over a year into this we're what going on a year and a half into this whole scandal they haven't found anything on her that really you know makes her culpable of anything um if anything the one thing that emily d baker did tell me about the earring thing is that um Tom, in order to get the money out of the trust account and and uh, go to pay for the earrings, another lawyer had to sign off on that, which indicates mm. that the lawyers at the law firm were aware of what he was doing. That's a really so, big So
1: what's actually, my real question is, what's the status with Tom Girardi? Like, is he just gonna... Oh,
0: he's he's in the home. He's living his best life, you know.
1: So is that the end for, I mean, isn't That's he, doesn't, when does he go to jail?
0: He doesn't. They can't go after him because he's mentally incapacitated. There's literally nothing that can be done to him. He's in the the assisted living center, and that's just where he's going to croak. Wow.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Okay.
0: He's looking at that. The, yeah. I mean... Whether he has Alzheimer's and dementia or not, whether it's as it's, you know, bad as they claim that it is, I don't know. But all I know is he's not going to jail. He's not going to be charged with You can't charge somebody that's not, you know, mentally aware of their situation. And he claims he's not aware of his or his his uh, um, conservator, his brother, says that he's not there. So the only that's why everyone's going after Erica, because they assume that's where the money's at. But my thing is, it's like all these other fucking lawyers. Where's the bookkeeper? Where's his assistant? Where's the front desk lady? Like all these motherfuckers that worked for him for decades that know where all the dead bodies are hidden. What do they have to protect him at this point? I mean, here's the thing. Like, you might as well start singing like a canary, because if you make a deal to get immunity, you can spill all the tea. And what's going to happen to you? He can't come after you. Right. I mean, unless Erica Jane comes after you or what. But like, what? she ain't going after you.
1: Scale of one to 10, how excited are you? for the new season of Beverly Hills?
0: Um, I would say, I probably a 10. I love Beverly Hills. And from what I hear, the drama is good. The beef, I mean, we start, we're start we kicking the season off with Dorit's robbery and we're wrapping things up with this big blow up in Aspen. Like, I think it's, it's going to be solid. We have a newbie in the mix. A lot of little fights here or there. A lot of little tiffs. Um, we have Kathy Hilton back in the mix. I don't know if people are really going to like Kathy. I think Kathy's going to be doing a Sutton. Where she's gonna be playing up the shtick that people um, saw. But also, of her. isn't she
1: only coming in in like the latter third of the season? Yeah. So how are they gonna explain that?
0: Right. <laughs> well, they're they're explaining it by saying she was busy planning Paris's wedding. Oh Lord. Which, to oh. be fair, though, I watched Paris in Love, and I just finished it over the weekend. One, mm. it's actually really cute and endearing. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the series. Kathy Hilton gives us a very different Kathy than we got on Beverly Hills. She's not as dingy as she gave us last season.
1: Well, did you watch, um, the Paris documentary? Yeah. She was like a different human being. in that. She's like a robot.
0: Yeah. Well, in, in this series, she's not like a robot. She's, she has emotion. She breaks down. She cries. Like we see, like it's, it's actually very like reality. Like I was pretty impressed with how real it was. Um, like, with Paris, like, legit having moments where she's like, I don't know if I want to get married. But, like, you can... Like, it was very honest and genuine and real. Uh, and I think it was very much, like, we're just going to film it all because at the end of the day, we decide what ends up airing and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they just decided to air most of the actual story. But I actually enjoyed it. Cool. Um, should we talk about Vanderpump Rules? Because this Please, reunion... I am,
1: I am like, I, I am chomping at the bit about okay. this.
0: Okay, so... What were your thoughts of the season overall? We had a 15-episode season, so it was a bit shorter than we normally get, Mm -hmm. which I like a shorter season. I hate the 24-episode seasons. I think they're too long.
1: Which is hilarious because, to me, this... Okay, now, okay, let me... I'm going to start with this. I I really did enjoy this season. Like, I did not jump ship. I pretty much watched every episode. Maybe there was one that I, like, paused and never went back to. But it actually did feel like... A 24 hour episode season to me. Like, I was like, what? When is this ending? Like, it did feel very long, even though it wasn't. But that's just my perception of it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, heads and tails above last season, for sure, without question. I like the smaller cast. Um, Generally speaking, I really enjoyed it. I really like watching Brock on. Mm TV. I think he's made for TV. Um, I found all of that stuff really interesting. James Kennedy, I think will always remain my one true love. (laughs) I like, I'm dead serious. I don't even know what your opinion is in in, in, your opinion is on James, but I want to talk about his performance in the reunion. I thought, I, I, I thought it was really compelling at the end with the, you know, Sheena and Brock versus whatever. I'm, I'm curious to see if this something about her sandwiches gets made. Like, I'm, I'm sort of invested in that. I kind of don't give a shit about Schwartz and Sandy's. Kind of don't care. Like, I, I flew. Well, no, I was in Vegas and went to Vanderpump, Pop, uh, Vanderpump cocktail garden. But I don't know that I need to visit a Schwartz and Sandy's the way I went and made a pilgrimage to Tom Tom and the others.
0: OK. Uh,
1: well did I mean, that answer did that answer your
0: question <laughs> yes it did I'm actually very much looking forward to Schwartz and Sandy's just because I want to see what they do on their own without Lisa like everything has Lisa Vanderpump's you know fingerprints on all the other restaurants and stuff that I am just curious especially since we saw how at the beginning of the season they're like it's going to be psychedelic and it's going to be this and like they were so all over the place with what they wanted it to be I'm just curious to see what actually comes to fruition um um, right, especially because it was like a Mexican restaurant that they completely gutted and like are redoing altogether that I'm curious to see oh, really? how this comes together. Yeah.
1: I'll, and I do think, okay, prediction, you know, how it was brought up in the reunion um, Vanderpump like sort of hinted like, Oh, I would potentially invest in yeah. the sandwich shop. I can 100% see her doing that because a, it's a good, I think it would be a good investment B storyline for next season.
0: I agree. For um, her. For her. Yes, I agree. Because we didn't see much of Sir this season.
1: Not at all. We didn't see well, anything. Also, p- it, also, it was closed and those were fake scenes.
0: Yes, that's right. I remember that. But, like, we didn't get... Like, usually Sir is its own cast member. Or her restaurants are their own, like cast members. We didn't hear about them. We didn't really see that like all of it was very like non-existent this season, which I think is probably part of the reason we kind of liked it is because it wasn't forced on us. Like that was the issue last season is it was forced on us and um and there were too many people, there was too much going on. We couldn't really there it was so disjointed that I think this season the smaller cast, like there were central storylines that we saw all the way through. There was, you know, history and and drama because there, you know, is a longstanding friendship between all of these people. I enjoyed this season a lot. I wish we would have gotten yeah. to see the La La Randall breakup. I wish we would have gotten to see the, the Raquel and James breakup. Like that to me was the biggest miss that I I wish we mm-hmm. would have gotten, but it's interesting. What did you think of the finale and um, the engagement party and Sheena and Brock and the news kind of coming out about their
1: engagement? Um, uh, I mean.
0: What did you think I, of them announcing their engagement on the I drink? mean,
1: obviously that's totally tacky.
0: You don't do that. What did you think of Lala then revealing it at the engagement party? She's looking to make television. And she's great at it. That's yeah. it. Everyone's mad at her. They're like, no, 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 I'm like, no, we she, literally she a, wouldn't she, have a finale if Lala didn't do her J-O-B. If Lala and Katie didn't do their jobs, we all we would have gotten was like a cute engagement party and Ariana and Katie would have gotten their check from Randall and it really wouldn't have been that compelling. A producer told her to do that. I don't even think a producer needed to tell her to do that. I think Lala just knows how the game works. Yeah. The, a producer maybe told Katie to do that because Katie's the one that went to Lala and kind of like pumped her up. Yeah. But Katie was already Liddy City that I think it was a great finale. It was a great blow up. I thought it was strange though that she, that Brock's like, put your ring on now that it's out there and like made her go back in the party flashing her ring. That to me, I was like, mm, Gina, no, let's not do that. But I thought it was a great season overall. Yeah. Um. Can we please talk about the reunion? Yes. Let's talk about the reunion. What were your... First, did you feel like two parts was enough, too long, too short, just right?
1: Uh, Ultimately, I thought it was, ultimately, I thought it was enough. And I actually really liked how they aired it back to back. Yeah. That really worked. And I wish they would air all reunions that way. Don't drag it out for a month. I hate that. Yeah. Um, I'm into, I, I like that. Like wrap the reunion up in like a week or two and like let us free to live yeah. the rest of our lives. We, a- well,
0: yeah. Cause like we have like the two, the four part reunions now. Like that's the thing. Salt Lake City's getting a four part reunion or it was supposed to get a four part reunion until Mary pulled out. So I don't know if it's still going to be four parts. I don't know how you can drag it out for four parts without Mary, but um. I agree. I like the format of airing it back to back. And even for the four part ones, we can do two this week and two next week. And then we bang it out. Because you're still going to get the, you're still going to get the ratings. Like people are still going to watch it. And if anything, they're going to be more eager to watch it because they're excited. Um, It
1: feels more like a binge.
0: Yes. Which is the the culture now. We like binging. We like having options. Because like that was the thing with the Beverly Hills reunion is everyone was like, I'm going to wait until all four parts come out and then I'm just going to binge them all together.
1: I thought that the va- I thought that this Vanderpump reunion was one of the best reunions of any of these shows, period. Really? I mean, by far the best Vanderpump reunion that there's been, like in, in recent history. I mean, just the raw emotion yeah. from James. I really want to talk about James and like what is going on there.
0: Well, I thought it was strange just from the top of the reunion that it was strange that I understand that Katie Schwartz and Lala couldn't be there. Um, but I thought that it was strange that we opened the reunion and then James and Raquel reveal their breakup before we bring Lala and Katie and Schwartz into the situation. And then they have to reannounce that they are broken up. And then we have to watch Lala and Katie and Schwartz react to it. Like I thought that was a bit strange.
1: That was a bit strange. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we just talked about this, but just to catch you we up.
0: just did a whole segment that you were not a part of, and now that we're you're, we're looping you in, I wonder <laughs> if it was like a production delay, and they I don't know, but it was very interesting. Um, I also thought it was strange that they didn't have the um the what do you call it the giant um screens. You know how at the Dallas reunion and at the Salt Lake City reunion, like when somebody wasn't there, they had the big screens up. I was very disappointed that they did not have that.
1: I want to ask you something regarding James and Raquel and their relationship and what we may see next season and whatever. Now, I think that there is some unexplored sexuality stuff going with James? on with
0: James. Yeah. What do you mean? Tell me. You're, are mean, you serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, we well, we know like the Logan rumors, but like what about the breakup with Raquel <sighs> indicates that there are, you know, bi I tendencies? Is that what you're getting? Bi vibes?
1: I, I d- it's not about v- bi vibes. I mean, I think – He still has a lot of... I think I see a little bit of myself in him. Mm. I think he reminds me of myself before I came out. Mm. And this is, like, not a compliment to myself, obviously. Like, I'm just trying... I think I strangely relate to him, although I never had an issue with drinking. But I think the excessive drinking, the anger, the... Especially the drinking... That's a uh, really good
0: point. Because that... The anger. Yeah.
1: I I remember... Before I came out, like when I was in high school and even like very early college, I was so angry at the world Yeah, because, well, for like, a, you could, you couldn't, you felt I mean, I, I'm, I'm maybe you experience this too, but I think a lot of gay people experience this, especially back when you know when I was in college and like the very early two thousands, where it wasn't as like free to be whatever the way it is today. I think I just I see something in James, and just the w- also how they admitted they don't have sex,
0: yeah, and haven't had sex for like two years.
1: Yes, like that is. Oh, th- that, that is something. And there was something else. Like it almost seemed like, and also how way in which they broke up and the way they showed how they're so much love. It seems like they're best friends. Yeah. And I think that's also why he and Lala never worked out. That's why they never dated is because I think that there's something sexually going on with him that li- I, I could listen. This is just my opinion. I don't want to be putting this on. Yeah. But I, but but there were
0: also the rumors with Logan that they were hooking up, you know, a couple of seasons ago. So are you saying that you think the reason it never happened with Lala and the reason it ended with Raquel is because he hindered that or because they sensed something and then retreated?
1: I think they sensed something and retreated. Mm. Because a woman, like, always kind of knows like, yeah. especially if like you try to have that, like, I, I don't know. I just, it, and also, yeah, it, it, I just, I really relate. Like, I don't, I was so like, I really felt like the way that, how they talked about the breakup, it was so real yeah. and so honest and how in the end, and James just seemed so sad. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, I lost the love of my life. I think he's like, fuck. Yeah. Like what I'm like, where am I going, and I think he's scared? who know listen, this is my interpretation, yeah, I don't know if this is true like who knows who knows a lot of people don't even know that they're gay or have like yeah. whatever, but me as somebody who went through a sort of similar thing, um I don't know i just I saw a lot of myself in him, and it just really rang very true and heartbreaking and I'm curious to see where this goes fascinated that it was sort of like yeah Raquel is leaving the show to like be a good person her father picking her up that was so what it felt I was like oh my god we're finally seeing something real on one of these shows
0: I so I I think you really hit the nail on the head with the anger issues related to James's sexuality or something within his identity, even if it's not sexuality, there's something in his identity that he's not fully accepting. And that's, I think where the anger is coming from because We already took the drinking out of the occasion. He was engaged and found, you know, seemingly the love of his life. That there, it was very strange to still see there be this big anger issue with him that we've seen repeatedly that hasn't really gone away. And it's usually because there's something that hasn't been dealt with that's underneath it all. And I of think course. I think it's definitely an identity thing. Um, I I was I didn't expect them to really make it all the way i just sense that they i don't know like i thought that she was good for him because he balanced her out but i never really sensed that he was that good for her or really brought much to her Mm. other than money and the show and everybody's like oh she knew what she was doing she was trying to get on the show but i think this reunion really showed that she doesn't give a shit about tv she doesn't give a shit about the Mm -hmm. fame like she genuinely just wants to help kids with special needs and my interpretation is that she's Leaving Vanderpump Rules. I don't expect her to return next season.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was referring yeah. to. That like it was sort of like Raquel is leaving the sh- like they made that very clear. Yeah, now, like picking up with the father. I'm not I don't quite understand why the father hated James, but maybe that probably has nothing to do with the sexuality. That's just because he's got a lot of issues, yeah, anger issues, drinking issues, a lot of just bad habits, we'll just call it. Um I was just I, I was glued watching it.
0: What did you, so what did you think of her kind of revealing that she had to come up with a whole exit strategy in order to leave him?
1: Um. Well, I listened to her on Sheena's podcast yeah. and she really went into it. And that was really interesting. What did I think? Um, maybe that- she's smarter than we thought
0: giving her a lot of credit. I don't know. Um,
1: I, I, I don't know. I felt bad for the whole situation because I think there's more. I just think there's more to it. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's more to it than this. And I felt really bad. I mean, the good news is she's what? Like 25. <laughs> like the good news is, is like she's a child and like has her entire life ahead of her. Well, so does um, he, he's
0: only what? 29, 28, 27. Yeah. So
1: you know they're uh, you know it's a good thing they didn't get married or try to have a kid and and, and all that but um
0: i think it's so weird that they have not had sex in 2 years especially after getting engaged after you know so many of the big moments that they've had like that's weird it
1: shows that there was something well, sexuality or not no th- wonder th- he's th- there was, getting was a lack of attraction
0: from, no wonder he's getting blowjobs from Logan in the bathroom then <laughs>
1: <laughs> Se- sexuality or not, it shows that there's a there was a lack of sexual compatibility. Yeah. We- whether it mean not well, talking about sexual orientation, just the two of them, there was a lack of sexual compatibility co- compatibility and a lack of attraction. Yeah. On a certain level.
0: Is even people like I know friends that have had relationship issues that still had sex, like there was still a physical attraction enough for mm-hmm. them to at least use each other in that way. Um, mm. even if they hadn't fully worked out their uh, romantic relationship issues, you know, um, yeah, that I would just and James and Raquel didn't seem to have those issues, but the fact that they still weren't having sex, like, is just very bizarre, especially after getting engaged. Like, that to me is very bizarre. Um, anything else about James and Raquel or do you want to talk about Lala? Yeah, let's move on to Lala. What did you think of her being like, you should have told me that Randall was screwing around on me. Ridiculous.
1: And over generally speaking, um, I felt like the Lala stuff was a non-starter because she went on this whole damn media tour Mm -hmm. saying way more than even came out on the reunion. It's like, yeah, I've heard all this 75 times on a a, a plethora of podcasts. So I think that's why they left it for the end and they like gave it like 15 minutes. They didn't really dwell on it it because it's all been said. And I wonder if Bravo, I wonder if she was fined for that because they do get fine. Housewives have gone on record stating that they, what,
0: she can only get fined if it aired on the show, and it didn't air on the show. It was something that happened outside of the show, and that's how she was able to get away with it. Oh, really? Because even at the reunion, like it, they're not allowed. Like they can only get fined because their contract is, you know, specific to storylines on Vanderpump Rules. So mm, Randall's okay. breakup was not a storyline on Vanderpump Rules. It happened off camera. It was something right. she technically didn't even, that something that wasn't even of topic of discussion going into the reunion until it broke in the news. So it was, yeah. you know, it was something that she, because I wouldn't imagine she would then get fined and break her contract just to have a moment in the press.
1: I think it would, I think the Lala stuff would have been more impactful had she been in the room. It just felt very disjointed. And also like, you're not telling me anything new. So I don't know why she went on this whole media tour. Wasn't a big fan of that
0: because what did it what did it do at the end of the day is my thing like it didn't promote the reunion because it, if anything it did the opposite of promote the reunion because it gave everything that we were going to be seen at the reunion it mm-hmm. didn't she didn't sell her book in it she didn't like maybe her her podcast tour but she was pimping the podcast tour as like I'm really going to spill it all on this tour the tour is not until April or not until not until May mm-hmm. um, That it was just, like, I didn't understand what the the point of the media tour was. Is
1: she doing it now with somebody else?
0: No. Well, I I assume she's going to have special guests at the different uh, tour stops. But can you believe the tickets for that are, like, insane? Like, general admission is, like, $59, and VIP packages are, like, $130. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yes. And it comes with, like, a tote bag and a photo op. And may, yeah. maybe a complimentary drink, too. But still, I, I was just like, that's a lot of money. Like, I don't know. I don't, and yeah. she's picking some big uh, arenas, too, like uh, theaters and stuff that she's performing at. Stasi's meet and greets weren't even that expensive.
1: Okay. Speaking of Stasi, Okay. For next season, do we bring back the Witches of WeHo?
0: I think we I think if anything Stassi has the the only, is the only one with potential to come back. They won't ask Jax back. They won't ask Kristen back. Um, the only one left is Stassi. And I don't know if they even mm-hmm. if she would even do it. Because of they essentially burned her. I mean they, you know, didn't even give her a heads up that she was fired. Like it just, you know, I think they ask
1: her back and I think she does it.
0: You think she does it?
1: This is gut, gut. I'm giving you my gut reaction here.
0: I mean, well, okay. Well, and okay. What else, we'll get to Stassi in a minute. Cause I want to talk about, you know, this redemption arc that she's on right now. Um, yeah. And it, what else about the Vanderpump reunion? I'm excited for something about her. I actually think it's cute. I think Lisa Vanderpump is absolutely going to invest in it. I think you're right. It gives her a storyline. It gives her relevancy on the show. And longevity. It gives us something interesting to be engaged with. And I think they're starting to realize they're having that moment of like Vanderpump is not going to be around forever. And so they're trying to bank their future right now, you know, or especially seeing how disposable they were when Jax and Stassi and Kristen got fired.
1: Um. I want something specific to you, actually, with the the Vanderpump Reunion. Tom Sandoval did a big interview on your show, mm-hmm. saying all this stuff. How Katie had come to him uh, before filming that she needed a storyline. I th- thought that this was going to be like brought up at the reunion, and maybe it was, and they just cut it out, like. Do you know anything about that?
0: I would imagine it got cut. Um only because it was two parts, the biggest piece of all of that was James and Raquel, um which I think was the most interesting and compelling piece. I mean, I would imagine Tom Sandoval and Katie shared words and that came up and, you know, there was a whole exchange about it. But like even Tom and Katie, we saw what, maybe five minutes from both parts of the reunion, like collectively five minutes of their beef together. We barely got any Schwartz in this in this reunion Um, even Sandoval like there we got an update on Schwartz and Sandy's where they showed us the video and then we got Sandoval saying that he heard about Randall fooling around on Lala other than that like we didn't get much of him or Katie and Tom so I think James and Raquel and Lala both with their own which is so strange that the bulk of the reunion was with things that happened outside of the show not on camera this season
1: good <laughs> I mean I don't care well the fact
0: I mean, thank
1: thank God yeah what if we had to relive I mean I yeah. like the season but I don't want to relive it through like a reunion
0: yeah I think that's the hard thing with reunions now and even for shows like when I was recapping or like going back and re or watching Miami for the first time I watched the first episode the finale. And the reunions. <laughs> and that gave me all of the story and drama that I needed because watching every single episode and then watching the reunion, a lot of it is just rehashing stuff that the reunions just aren't as compelling as I think we used to find them before. Yeah, totally agree. Which is why we have to bring in like Nicki Minaj to like, you know, make things exciting and make people want to tune in and even kind of find a new audience as well. I think I've talked about that with Ryan Bailey. Like how are we trying to gain new subscribers here you know like, it's
1: by doing stunt things like yeah, that
0: yeah real housewives yeah. ultimate girls trip um Nicki minaj at the reunion like things like Nicki minaj's audience then went and watched her at the potomac reunion and they may not have previously been engaged with housewives you know yeah interesting 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 um anything else about the vanderpump reunion that's it baby yeah it was interesting to hear that Brock and, and Lala seemed to be in a better place. But yet there was also a lot of like underlying. But it also seems shade. like they hate each other's yeah. guts. Yeah. There was a lot of like underlying shade that they would throw at each other. But they like, can't but we're in stand each now. other. Yeah. But they're like, but we're in a good place now. I was like, yep. OK, I really enjoy Brock. I know people hate him. And I No, I'm, I'm into him. I, there's something about him. He's compelling.
1: There's something that he's compelling. There's something about his physical appearance. He's just unique. unique. He's I don't the know.
0: perfect replacement for Jax. Because, like, not only is he able to capture the camera and the audience in such a way, that and they hate him, but, like, also... He isn't as problematic as Jax, but still brings a lot of the messy drama and like baggage that Jax brought. So I think for the show, he was the perfect fit because he is able to give character longevity without having to be Jax who's getting canceled every other week for being, you know, sexist and homophobic and all these other things that people, you know, were claiming that he was. Yeah, I like Brock. I'm into him. I'm here for, and I want Sheena to just have her fairy tale ending. Like I just so desperately want. I
1: know, that. me too, me too.
0: Um, okay, so s- since Lala came up, or not Lala, since Stasi came up in the conversation, she just announced her new book. And I want to go through her book and some of the other books that are coming out this spring and see which of these books you would actually pay money for, which you would get a free Audible credit for, and which you have no interest in. Um, I love
1: this. I love this game. Let's do this. Okay.
0: So first up is Stassi's book, Off With My Head, The Definitive Basic Bitch Handbook to Surviving Rock Bottom. It comes out April 26th, and it's billed as the New York Times bestselling author of Next Level Basic, fan favorite alumna of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, returns with the definitive basic bitch handbook for surviving your rock bottom moments. Are you buying it?
1: No. I will, I will read the, you know, the little blurbs, the summaries that come out, and that's it.
0: I already pre-ordered it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I mean, only because I guess, like, I guess you're right. Like the juiciest parts will obviously be revealed, um, and then, well, because I got the first book and I met her when her first book came out, um, and I wasn't that into the first book. Like it was cute, but it was very like if you're a basic girl that's like pump- that likes pumpkin spice lattes, you'll enjoy the book. But like for I was me- never
1: a huge Stassi fan. Oh, I was never I loved a huge Stassi. I mean, maybe I i don't know. I, I barely remember. Yeah, I guess I liked her, but I not. And I never read her book. I don't really I'm not invested. I'm not super invested in Stasi. So I certainly wouldn't. But I would read like I mean, I, mean, I want to read the headlines and like, yeah, give me the, she's
0: going to. Ta- yeah, juice. she's going to talk about all that stuff. Um, But a lot of people are like, oh, is she really going to talk about being in rock bottom? Like, what does she know about rock bottom? She's a privileged white girl and she doesn't know what rock bottom is. I will say that I agree. I, I hear all of those sentiments. And yes, I understand where people are coming from. But I will say in reading like the full description from the book, it seems like we've gotten a very like matured Stasi. Like she's mm-hmm. still Stasi, but I it's it, like even the description of the book sounds like... Full self awareness of, like, yes, I understand. I am very privileged, and my rock bottom is going to be very different from people's real rock bottoms. But I'm hoping that I can be open and candid and honest about my experiences and processing of my emotions. And hopefully you'll learn something from that, even if it's laughing at my expense, because I've fucked up a lot, you know? So I think that there's, we're going to get that mature. I mean, and here's the other thing. Her book is number 25 on Amazon right now and number one on all the, the charts on Amazon. Wow. So it shows that people are interested. People want to hear from her. And I would imagine she's going to do another tour and I would imagine it's going to sell the way the first one did. Yeah. So I think so. Which begs the question, does she even need Vanderpump at this point?
1: I mean, why not? It's a fat check.
0: Would you go back? Yeah. You would do it after they fired you. I don't know.
1: You. I can't relate to this. I can't relate to, be- <laughs> I mean, probably for the money.
0: Yeah. Okay, next book. This one drops in March. Pillow Talk. What's Wrong With My Sewing by Craig Conover. Hard no Hold pass. Hold let, let me read you the description first. <laughs> okay. Conover reveals the full story of the drama that swirled around him on the show – both on and off screen, and how it led to the founding of Sewing Down South. He talks about how he was able to turn his passion into his work and reclaim the direction of his life. Most of all, Conover reveals how anyone can find the purpose and fulfillment they deserve. Are you going to read this book? (laughs) No. No. Okay. <laughs> like, I would love to interview him um, on the podcast. So if I had to read it, maybe. But the funny thing, too, is it said that Cameron Eubanks, that's her name, right? Cameron Eubanks. Yeah. They're like, if you read her book or if you read Chip Gaines' book, then you'll love this. And I'm like, that's kind of a random.
1: I mean, I never watched Southern Charms. So I only know him through Winter House yeah. and now Page on Summer House. So I don't need a book from my new friend.
0: I don't need a book about his sewing and about how he found his passion of sewing. Like this could be like a cute article somewhere, like an interview that he could give about like, my grandma taught me how to sew. And since then I fell in love with the thread. I'm addicted to the threads. Um, that would have been, I don't need a whole book about it though. Yeah. Like I'm good. Which uh, Shep's book bombed. Like nobody got Shep. I can't book. believe he
1: got a book deal.
0: I can't believe he got a spinoff and a book deal. Like, I don't understand what's so compelling about him. No,
1: I can't believe Craig got
0: a book oh, deal. Oh, Craig. Well, Craig got a book deal because Cameron got a book deal, and her book did really well, and people really liked oh. her book. <laughs> um, I mean, and I... I I can't believe he got a book deal either to be about sewing like to me it's very but here's the thing they're all being published by Simon and Schuster so I think Simon and Schuster is like oh we're investing in Bravo Talent because we know Bravo Mm -hmm. Talent can sell books they either Mm -hmm. can or can't and we're about to find out um Mm -hmm. okay next up this one comes out April 5th Chaos Theory Finding Meaning in the Madness One Bad Decision at a Time by Leah McSweeney
1: Buy the book, go to the book signing, listen to the audio book, hope I can interview her on my podcast. Yes. All the way in. Yes.
0: Really? I love Leah. The Real Housewives of New York star, fashion industry pioneer, entrepreneur, and mom, Leah McSweeney breaks through the chaos of battling addiction, igniting the streetwear world and disrupting reality television, all while being unapologetically irreversible. unrelentingly herself
1: can't wait it actually wish it, sounds wish it was bad. out right now wish i could listen to the audiobook when we get off this
0: i <laughs> oh my god well it's only two months away it's about to drop soon great um okay last book and,
1: and i think by and by the way i think i love the cover
0: art the cover is great the cover is yeah. great craig's cover is really good too i really like his is cute well i just find him hot Yeah,
1: I think you're a little biased.
0: I'm a little biased. Um, Okay, last book on the docket coming out this May. Business is Personal, The Truth About What It Takes to Be Successful While Staying True to Yourself by Bethany Frankel. Lessons on Building a Business and Maintaining Balance by the New York Times bestselling author, media personality, mogul, mother, and I guess the book is based on her hit podcast and her own career as a serial entrepreneur and brand builder. Okay. Smash or pass. Uh, What'd you say? Smash or pass.
1: (laughs) Smash. (laughs) Obviously, obviously (laughs) I am to the surprise of no one, of course, I am listening to. I don't read, but like I prefer to listen to the audiobook. So, of course, I am listening to the audiobook. I I would give anything. Like, I mean, do, what are the odds that she would do one of our shows um, simply to terrorize us the way she did Danny Pellegrino? Like, I would love that.
0: She did Danny's podcast. What
1: to promote her podcast? Like last I year, I didn't know she did that. Are How did you kidding? I not know
0: about this collaboration?
1: And she, what and happened? she was so mean to him. <gasps> Why? She lit- she, he's gone on record saying she was like his worst guest because she literally got on there and she's like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about podcasting. What is the podcast? She was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about podcasting. I got the number one podcast. It's me and Hillary Clinton. Can you believe it? And Danny's like, huh. and, and no housewives questions were allowed.
0: Interesting.
1: She was like a total
0: bitch. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So I'm hoping that she can terrorize one of us. I would, would love, love it. That. Would oh my l- God. love it.
0: I mean, the fact that so, she's on a book tour and not on Housewives, she may need some help promoting.
1: I w- would drop the fuck dead.
0: <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to reading it. I'm curious because, and we've talked about this, she's building this Gary V. Tony Robbins like serial on Shark Tank serial entrepreneur style persona now
1: like she's laughable that is no she's not that's what she's She's, trying to do in her head
0: that's where she's at and that's like she thinks she's Gary V right now that's why she's like I'm giving you business advice I'm giving like she thinks she's Martha Stewart
1: But she really doesn't have business advice. Like I, I listen. I loved um, a place of yes, like that. That had a lot of business advice in it. She's more like life coach advice than business advice.
0: Yes, I don't even know if I would give her life coach advice though. Um, See, because here's the thing: I've been watching Bethany Frankel business advice videos. Like, on repeat for the past, like, week. Um, just because I'm so fascinated with reality TV stars, how they become successful, how they build successful wait, businesses. Wait, she
1: has a series giving business advice?
0: She's starting a series giving business advice. Um, that she's, oh, I can't wait to watch I'm this. I'm telling you, this is, like, the, the brand that she's trying to build now is I'm – I mean, listen to how the book is described. First of all, she says that the book is based off of her her hit, her hit podcast. I don't know who's hitting it other than Brynn. but like it's is it really a hit podcast? Like is it that I mean
1: it was the first week it came out, but because everyone felt, was
0: interested in what she had to say after Housewives.
1: The biggest the most successful episodes are the ones that she was responding to Not All Diamonds and Rose. The only stuff that's really compelling is when she responds to Housewives stuff. So she can never really get away with get away from that. The podcast is awful. Like sometimes That's the rants I mean, in the yeah. be- sometimes the rants in the beginning are good, but th- that has nothing to do with business.
0: No. Um. When well, here she's a serial entrepreneur and brand builder. What businesses has she successfully? I mean, because Carol Radzville basically outed her in Not All Diamonds and Rose and says that she's basically not like she doesn't have like it's not a business. They're licensing, License- deals. licensing deals. So. And the only brand she's built is the skinny girl brand and like the Bethany brand, which is essentially Correct. the skinny girl brand. Correct. So I don't understand. Like, what is she a serial? Well, no, no,
1: no. I would argue the Bethany brand is, is separate from the skinny girl brands.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. But, but yeah, yeah. But they coexist a lot. Um, I'm excited to read it because I want to know what her business advice actually is. Um, Like, But here's the thing. I don't think this book is going to sell well. I Mm. don't think it's going to sell well because the audience... Like, here's the thing. Skinny Girl Margarita and Skinny Girl Shapewear worked because it worked for the average woman. It worked for the mom. It worked for women that loved watching Real Housewives because a lot of the times they saw pieces of themselves reflected in these shows, you know? And and there was an aspirational side of it.
1: Also, everything she has sold whether it be like the, the the margarita the whatever the fucking popcorn the deli meat what whatever it has been the jeans, that she made that all into a storyline even one of her books she made that all into a storyline on housewives that's how people found out about it and without housewives no one is going to watch a, a, a seven minute appearance of her on live with kelly and be like oh i gotta get this book
0: Exactly. It's just she doesn't have, like, she doesn't realize her audience is women that watch Real Housewives. And she's trying to isolate herself from that. And this is where, I like, she's not a smart business person because she would just, I wish she would lean into it more and really run with it. I mean, or is she really smart by trying to build something beyond it, knowing that one day Housewives is going to be totally extinct? Right. I don't know. Because, like, what does Sonya have now? I mean, New York's... Nothing. Who knows when New York's coming back, if it's coming back.
1: Oh, it's coming back.
0: Well, I know it's coming back, but, like, it could be... I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if they did, like, a Miami situation and left it on the table for a minute. I don't think they'll, they'll leave it on the table for eight years like they did Miami, but I wouldn't be surprised if they really took a beat with it.
1: No. I think it will be back on the air a year from today. We will be watching it. listen, let's go back and review this tape a year from today and see, see so we'll see if, let's see if James came out. Let's see if my, my wild <laughs> fucked up predictions were correct.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm excited about Bethany's new book, but it's only because I'm so, in, and I think you're the same way. I'm so interested in her beyond Housewives yeah. and I'm invested in her, but I don't think most of the audience that follows her is.
1: Wait. Oh my God. I forgot to tell you this. I, I told you, I wanted to tell you something on air. So. Okay. When Bethany had her serious XM show, mm-hmm. remember she had her radio show that she was fired from. Mm-hmm. I once called in and asked the question, would you ever write a book on divorce? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I want to write a book called how to not get fucked in your divorce divorce see so i've been waiting for this book and i thought now that all the legal stuff has fallen away i thought that that is such a that is so much more compelling than some would bullshit buy that.
0: people see? and housewives fans would buy that see
1: Um, That's why I was really surprised that her next book is going to be this business thing. Write the divorce book, baby. That's what we want. That could
0: have been a better bridge to the business because it would have built the story arc. We would have been interested in divorce. We would have seen her come out on the other side. And then we would have been ready for the next chapter of her life.
1: Yes. Yep. Yep
0: that is a huge missing of the mark because I feel like you're right. I mean, I bought, what was it? I suck at relationships, so you don't have to. She wrote so yes. many books. Um, yeah. And a lot of the recent ones didn't really land. Like she had the cocktail mm-hmm. book. She had the children's book. She had Skinny Girl Solutions. I think Skinny Girl Solutions is the only one I didn't buy or read. Hmm. Did you yeah, get all the I didn't. I, didn't
1: uh, I read... I listened to the audiobooks for all of them except for that skinny girl, di- like not Solution. cooking. I'm not going to do cooking books, but everything else, <clears throat> I've listened to the audiobooks and they're all really good.
0: Well, Skinny Girl Solutions wasn't cooking.
1: I don't know what that is, but i did I'm not involved with that.
0: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> I didn't have did. time for that. It was not a good, like, it was. Here's like- the
1: thing I'm not into skinny girl. Like, I'm not into that. I'm into Bethany's like personality. I'm not into like shapewear and all that shit. Like, I don't want deli meat. I drinking- want Bethany's.
0: Are you drinking skinny girl margarita?
1: No, remember a year ago we I remember when I went to every uh, oh, uh you couldn't super, find it. Remember when I went to every supermarket <laughs> and you're like go to CVS and I went and I think I videoed like the you're like go to the beer section I'm yeah. like it's not here. It, it's like you can't find it in New York. That's we should so continue strange. that hunt for the for the for this book. That should this should be a good challenge. Skinny Girl Challenge.
0: Skinny Girl Challenge. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: let's if you listening at home, go to your local CVS and see if you can find Skinny Girl Margarita.
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> well, thank you, Jess, for chatting with me today.
1: What a day! What a what a, what a night! What a day!
0: <laughs> what a day! What a time! What a, what what a vibe! What a time to be alive! <laughs> yeah. Where can people keep up with you if they are interested yeah. or if they want to slide into your DMs? <laughs>
1: yes. Um, so my podcast is called hot takes and deep dives. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jess would love to chat with you, hear from you. And yeah, I have, um, I have a, a really great episode coming out. Uh, my next episode I interviewed, I'm obsessed with the new sex in the city. And just like that, I've been begging Zach to like get into the original sex in the city. He's I've never, never seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Shocking, truly shocking. Um, and I interviewed the co-executive producer and writer for all six seasons. She worked hand-in-hand with Michael Patrick King, who was like the Andy Cohen of Sex and the City. Um, and so I interviewed her about the you know all the episodes. She, she's written like 20 episodes and everything about all of that. And so that'll be the next episode that comes out. So if you're into Sex and the City and it's just like that... I, I've kind of turned my podcast into a Sex in the City podcast as of late. So they, get in, get into that.
0: No, yeah, they love And Just Like That because everyone's always like, did you watch it? When is It Just Like That? I'm like, you guys, I don't fucking watch And Just Like That. Yeah. I've never seen Sex in the City in my life. I did try to watch it yesterday, though, and that's when I texted you. I was like, I, or I sent you a picture of me.
1: But so did you start it literally season one, episode one?
0: No, I. so I don't have HBO Max and I hate I'm H- going
1: to I'm going to give you my HBO Max <laughs> login so that no, I'm serious. I'm going to give you my login so that you can start you need to start at season
0: well, three well so i the reason i was watching it is because i have youtube tv and youtube tv i guess because sex in the city airs like on e or whatever some of the episodes will come up on youtube tv so i started i thought you said started episode or season two episode one so that's what i was watching when i text you oh. and then you're like no do season three and then i went to go see if season three was available on youtube tv and it wasn't and i gave up i was like this is too much work for me
1: yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, you could start season two also. Um, either way, but don't watch it on that because it's probably going to be edited. Like on E, they're all they take the sex out. Like yeah. Samantha is like not even in the show. So listen, we're gonna fix this issue off offline.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> Go give Jess a follow at JessxNYC. Right. Yes, Jess X NYC and check out our podcast Hot Takes and Deep Dives available on all podcast platforms. So go and show her some love. Subscribe. Give her a good five star review. And while you're at it, I hope you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give me a follow. Give me a subscribe. Give me a five star review because I love that validation. And I'll shout you out on the Instagram if you're watching this on the YouTube. Hi. Hey there, cutie. Please hit that subscribe button. Hit smash that like button. That's what YouTubers say. They say smash that like button. Hit that bell notification button and that way you're always getting the tea spilled fresh weekly in your inbox. And if you haven't done so yet, I suggest going... And stocking up on some housewives watching wine at NoFilterWine.com. You can also get merch at JustPlainZack.com slash shop. JustPlainZack.com slash shop. If you use code ZACKPACK, you will get 15% off your first order. So go and do it. Give me a follow at JustPlainZack. Follow the show at NoFilterWithZack. Follow Jess at JessXNYC. And until next time, until this Wednesday, I've Heather McDonald on the podcast this Wednesday. So get ready. Send me what topics you want us to talk about. All right, guys. Love you. Mine it. Bye.
2: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low-price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not Invincible enough for you? How about free next-day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit cons today and find out what Invincible feels like.